Welcome to Football on the Rocks, where we pour ourselves a glass and help you dominate the fantasy football competition. During the season, we will recap the action for the week, identify targets to stock up on and targets to pour out, discuss our weekly positional rankings, and give you our DraftKings DFS picks of the week. So, Grab your glass, maybe put some rocks in it, and join three fantasy football experts and whiskey enthusiasts every week as we help you salvage your draft, win your league, and fight for the millionaire. Hello and welcome to Football on the Rocks. I am your host, Joe Niehoff. I am joined by John tonight for our Draft Kings podcast. Um, as hopefully many of you have learned to love, I know we uh, we had quite the showing last week in our our weekly um, football on the rocks league. Uh, I think we had a total of what uh, 13, 14 teams this week. Thirteen. Uh, quite a few. Yep, yep. Quite a few uh, new folks joining us as well, which is nice to see. Um, I know uh, I've been getting out on DraftKings social to get uh, a lot of you guys hopefully interested or at least paying attention. Um, and as we do every week, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the millionaire team from last week. Uh, we're also going to talk about how our football on the rocks uh, grouping did as well. So uh, I know this last week I paid a little bit of attention to, I'm sure you did too, John, uh, just watching the, uh, the showdown as it kind of developed. And it was so close at the end. Uh, in our league, it was really, really close to a point where I actually tied my brother at 145.12 points, which is kind of frustrating because not even with the decimals could we beat each other. <laughs> we were right there with each other. So, um, first of all, thank you for all the new people playing. So we got uh, Laura B3, Pirate Pig 13, JB Broncos 13, Steve 33, Bo. Aaron, Mikey, I, I'm guessing on that one. I'm sorry. I probably totally butchered that one. Um, Rudy, 13. D. Sully, uh, Kelly's dad, you're back again. Um, so uh, we really do appreciate you guys playing. I had a lot of fun watching it kind of go back and forth. Um, at the very end of that game, uh, I think at one point I was in first. Laura B. kind of stepped up, and she got ahead of everybody else uh, and stayed there. Uh, Answer book was there at the, at, for a minute. Pirate Pig was there. Um, but at the end of the day, Laura B is the only one to beat all three experts. So congratulations, 149.32 points. Uh, overall, solid team. Um, I don't know if, uh, if if you've listened to the podcast yet, Laura B3, but uh, overall, a, a fairly good team that I saw. Um, I did like some of the ways that you put it all together. Um, but uh, did, did take us down. So you're going to get in the drawing for some fun stuff here at the end of the season. Um, so hopefully you listen and uh, – Get a chance to see what that, that all entails. Um, but overall, uh, so she went with the Aaron Rodgers, um, did not stack anybody. So we talked about the quarterback by itself and how that's been uh, something that's been a little bit more popular at times. Um, and in those smaller games, I think it's just about getting the right guy. So she went with Aaron Rodgers um, with some cheap, cheap on running backs. That's uh, Robinson and Foreman. I did the exact same thing. Uh, she went Debo Samuel, Devontae Parker had a decent game. Uh, AJ Green, Ertz, and then Schultz was a big scorer for her. Uh, she went the double tight end move, so that was a little bit different as well. Um, so overall, good team, way to put it all together. Congratulations to you for beating us. 
Now, in the millionaire, a um, little bit different setup for them as far as how they built their team. Let me get to that real quick. Was it a Huntley team? Um, it was. It had to have been, right? I mean, you'd think. Let's find out. Yeah, it was. Yep, Huntley. I, and, God, I mean, 35 points for the guy. What can you say? Was he four grand? Four grand. He was 5,400. So I think it was a little bit wow, more expected that. Yeah. that he might play. So that's why he was a little bit more expensive. But, she, I mean, at 5,400, that's still a great price. Once you know he's starting and playing, that's that's a no-brainer. Um, 35.9 points. Uh, awesome week for him. Uh, he, let's see, he did have a stack, which is not surprising. He went with Mark Andrews, who's been hot as heck yeah, as had, a tight end. You had to have Mark Andrews. Had to. to win yep. really any yep, had to. So that was a good stack for them. There weren't, there weren't that many high performers last week, so you no. really had to hit on the right names. Yeah. So they definitely hit there. And no back, no comebacks. So this has been, what, four or five weeks in a row now with no comeback on the, on the winning team? Uh, Is that about right? It's, I, I it's been a while. Been that, a couple. Has there, I don't remember us talking about it. I know the last week. Two weeks at least in a row, there hasn't been a comeback player uh, on the millionaire team. So uh, we talk a lot about that. Does it make sense to have a comeback player? You know, when you do, who's it? You know, what's a good matchup for that? And all, so on and so forth. But overall, um, went with the stack. Uh, that's something we'll dive right into after this. Um, did a good job going to the stack, making a good team. Uh, other players that they had that had some good value. So went cheap on running backs. This is, you know, it's becoming a little bit of a common theme unless you get a guy like. Jonathan Taylor, a few weeks back, we had four touchdowns against Buffalo. Like the, the cheaper the running back, you can kind of develop a pretty nice team off that. So went with Wilson at 5,000, Foreman at 5,200. Both of them had good enough games, nothing too crazy from an overall standpoint, but about 18, 22 points for both of them. Uh, Brandon Cooks, good pick last week. I know, you, John, you were high on him last week. Uh, 32.2 points for him. Uh, went with Christian Kirk uh, in Arizona. Uh, he actually had a pretty bad game to start. And then after the first half, just tore it up. Um, had like nine or ten catches or something like that by the end of the game. Uh, Armand St. Brown, that was a good hit. That was 5,200, but a you know, decent price. Got 23 points out of him. We already mentioned Andrews. And I take that back. They did have a comeback player. I totally missed it. Um, I missed it because it was Devontae Adams in the flex. Yeah. Um, so went with Devontae Adams in the flex, which, again, I, that's, I like that. Like That was a, a, a solid squad, a solid way to go. Um, and end up having a, a, a not his best week, but even at 16 points, that's still not bad on Texas defense. So that gives you an idea. 222 points. Uh, we've talked a lot about getting in that 200, 215 to 245. It's kind of been the winners this season, um, somewhere in that range. So if you're getting close to, to those numbers, you, you're going to be pretty high up there on the opportunities for this. So congratulations, uh, WPHSU99. That is who our winner was. Um, for the millionaire. So congratulations to you. Well, let's dive right into it, John. What's your stack you like this week? Who do you got? Um, I'm going to ignore last week's game and just assume that the Rams-Vikings game is just going to be high scoring and that the Vikings will go back to not being able to stop anyone. (laughs) Okay. So I really like having Stafford and Cup. I just think that Cup going for breaking Megatron's records, especially with the extra game. I think they're going to push that. Yep. And Stafford is just, just looking at him nonstop. I don't think the Vikings, um, especially against a slot receiver, have an answer yeah. to him. Yeah. Even even if Peterson kind of shadows him, he just has not looked like the Peterson this year. Well, I think with the way the defense, Vikings defense, they're more of zone. That's 
they don't tend to do a lot of man-to-man unless they're trying to blitz or something like that. And even then, I think Cup is going to burn them. Yeah, I think Cup, he's 9,100, the most expensive wide receiver. I think the most expensive player this week. But I just think he's just going to have a great week, especially in, if you're playing money games. I think he's just like, I think he is a shoe in to get 30 plus points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think they're just going to be passing the ball a lot. I think it could be a high scoring game um, that could get a hand. So, and then for the comeback, I like against him. If Thielen plays, I really like Thielen. I think that they're going to double team, um, kind of do the playbook Chicago had, just double team yeah. Jefferson. Unfortunately, just, I don't think the Vikings have a chance unless Thielen plays. Yeah, I think they Even do. if Thielen's a distraction, you know, to allow to have a little bit more open pieces for Jefferson. Yeah, and, and Thielen can play in the slot, like help open yeah. things up. Like, make them cover the middle of the field, help them open things up to the side and deep. 100%. Um, but with him being kind of close to a game-time decision last week, I think there's a chance he plays. If he plays, I like him. Because he's also uh, – Kirk likes looking at him in the red zone, so I think he 100%. has the upside for touchdowns. Plus, um, with going at Cup at 9,100, uh, Jefferson's, I think, at 81 or 83. So it's just hard to play Jefferson where – Thielen's at 69, and yeah. it's a much easier price point. You can make a team while still going high in a cup. And with them, I'm really, I think on most teams, I'll probably just do the single stack with cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with having cup, I think you're hoping that all the volume and all the touchdowns just go to him. Well, even if it, it does not all go to him, I mean, he's, when was the last time he had under nine catches? Let's see. I mean, it's. He, I know he double digit uh, the, targets for a long time. He hasn't. He's only had under seven catches in one game. Okay. In week so one game he's had under seven catches. What was the score? Of that he's game? had he's had double digit targets in every game except for one. Yeah. So the game that he had seven catches. What was the score? Did they win that game or the game? Game, The one game he had five catches was twenty to thirty seven in Arizona when they lost. Oh, okay. So I he think that play was well that day. Yeah. Um, but if, the point I was trying to make is you're, he's now going against literally the world's worst secondary. Yeah. <laughs> and he's used to getting 14 to something on targets a game. And if you ever watch it, a lot of his catches are within like five yards of the offensive line. And he just makes them work. And then he like gets open deep. And that's where all his yards come from. Yeah. I mean, he's averaging 28.4 points per game in DraftKings. That's so just he, ridiculous. Just, yeah. It's almost hard not to have him, even if you don't do a stack with Stafford. Yeah. Like, he's that he's that good this week. Yeah, like he's that good this week. His ownership could maybe get blown up, but yeah. I feel like... But it's okay, because you're still scoring. It's like, if you had Jonathan it, Taylor a few weeks ago and he had four, four touchdowns, who gives shit what his ownership was? Yeah, I, yeah. You needed I think, him on your team. I think he... As long as he scores over 30 points, you're happy, and I think... I don't see him scoring less than 30 points. I just think well, he's just going to. 30 points would be nuts. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, but if you're looking at statistics, the last, you want. The last three weeks, he's had 29.9, 34.3, and 37.7. And he's going against the worst team against wide receivers. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. I, I, I think from a stack standpoint, I love that. I'm going to go with one just uh, to give a little bit of advice out here. Um, to something that may not have as much attention on it. Uh, and you can tell me if you think I'm wrong on this, but I like Joe Burrow uh, in Cincinnati. I'm playing against Baltimore. Just to give you guys an idea of a big part of the reason why I like them, last time they played was at Baltimore. The final score was 41-17. to 
Here's Joe Burrow's stat line. 416 yards passing, three touchdowns, one reception on 38 attempts. Uh, he did run the ball uh, like one time for nothing. But overall, I do really like Burrow. Um, similar to the Vikings, uh, the Baltimore Ravens pass defense and secondary is absolute trash. They're 31st in yards allowed to wide receivers and running or in tight ends. Just basically in the passing game, 26th against quarterbacks overall. Uh, that brings us to you know the wide receivers I like. Uh, for me, um, I, I think Higgins might be the play. He's had some really solid weeks. Boyd had a great week last week. Um, you know Higgins wasn't great last week. Boyd had uh, you know six catches and a touchdown. Uh, Jamar Chase probably his worst week of the year last week. Only one catch. Um, but overall, I think Denver played him pretty tough in Denver, so I can't really blame that. Um, but both Chase and Higgins are fairly reasonably priced, I think, for them. Um, so Chase is seventy one hundred, uh, and again, last time we played against Baltimore, Chase had two hundred yards receiving. So yeah, I think I almost wonder if Chase is kind of the more interesting play, just because with Higgins' price being uh, what's he at fifty. He's 62. 62, so $900 cheaper than Chase. Yeah. I think that can make him, his ownership go up. Yeah. But Chase still has really high upside. I mean, he had the dud last week, but the week before he still had 25 points against San Francisco, which is not the the, uh, easiest defense to go against. Yeah, I agree. Um, So anyway, so I like the Chase move. Uh, As far as the comeback goes, honestly, I'm going to just tell you my my comeback is 100% Mark Andrews. If I'm going with that type of a team, Andrews makes a ton of sense. Playing against Cincinnati, not very good against tight ends. 24th on DraftKings against tight ends. The guys had 31 and 38 points the last two weeks in a row. 11 and 13 targets. That's with two different quarterbacks, right? So Jackson comes in, 11 targets from him. Uh, 13 targets from Huntley, converting 10 of those for catches. I mean, it's hard to ignore that. Now, not the best game against Cincinnati last time, but I think if we're just looking at rhythm and momentum of what he's doing. It's hard not to put him on your team. He is the most expensive he's been on the slate all year. So 7,000, um, that is absolutely the most expensive that he's been, but I, he might be worth it. Um, it's just the hard part is, is do you find a cheaper option at tight end that you like? And there could be a couple of them. We'll talk about those here in a second. Um, that might also be worth it. So my stack, I do like the Cincinnati stack coming back with uh, Mark Andrews. Quarterbacks, anybody you want to highlight that we haven't already talked about? Um, I mean, I like Burrow and I like um, Stafford as we talked about. I think Cam is another interesting one this week against Tampa Bay. You love you some Cam. Yeah, but I mean, you look, he's 5,600 and last week he had 24.3 points. He was one of the top quarterbacks until Huntley came up. Sure. So I just like he has that high upside of a quarterback and a low price. Yeah, like he has the mid twenty upside, mid twenty, maybe close to thirty is his upside. And at fifty six hundred, if you're going at, if you're kind of breaking it down, maybe doing mini stacks, and you don't want to stack your quarterback. Yeah, um, I think he he's. Uh, I feel like it's good that especially like he scored twenty four points against Buffalo last week. Yeah. Um, I think another another game where it's hard for running backs to score, I think that opens it up for him to get more rushing yards. 
um, if they're kind of focusing on stopping the running game and just letting Cam do it, um, whatever he wants. Um, I just think, yeah, I, I think as long as Cam is in the is in kind of the mid five thousands, he's a good play. Yeah, I like that. Um, so I got one that's uh, I think just a. I think this could be his best week yet. Okay, um, he had some pretty pretty snide comments about uh, just the team in general last uh, after this is his game on Monday night, and that's Justin Fields. Um, he does have a questionable mark right now with an ankle injury, but he's probably going to play. I wouldn't assume it's too serious of an injury because I haven't said anything big about it. Last two weeks for him, 21.4 and 17.9 points. Uh, before that, he had a game where he didn't play much. He only had 11 attempts, so he played about a, maybe a third of the game. Um, and then the two games before those was 29.3 and 19.1. So trending in the right direction. He looked decent on Monday night. Um, really overall had a, a, a okay game. Ran the ball a couple of times for some yardage. And now he's going against a Seattle team that's, I mean, defensively might be worse than the Vikings. <laughs> It's hard to say that, but I'm not. I mean, they're 21st against the, uh, against running backs, 32nd against the pass, you know, 14th against quarterbacks overall. They allow 390 yards per game, uh, and I'll. I mean, maybe it's just Chicago playing against the Vikings, but Chicago didn't look that bad. They just killed themselves, right? I mean, they shot themselves in the foot how many different times? So I like Justin Fields this week. If you're looking for something cheap. For example, let's say you go with the Cooper Cups. Let's say you go with the Mark Andrews. Let's say you want to throw a uh, Jamar Chase in there. Maybe another one, another one of uh, another expensive player like a Dalvin Cook or something like that. Let's say you're getting all those higher priced players in your lineup. At fifty two hundred, I think you got value in Justin Fields. I really, really do. Um, so I think he might be a decent play this week. I, I don't necessarily like him in a stack. So I don't think there's a guy I'm going to put with him. Um, but I do, I do like him by himself. Uh, like Cam, uh, yeah, you like Cam. I just don't. I think Tampa Bay's defense is just too good. Whether or not they are bad against the pass, they're just too good. I don't think it's going to be a good week for Cam. I mean, look at what uh, who's the the quarterback for New Orleans? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. What did he do against Tampa Bay last week? It was a weird game. It was a weird game. It was nine to nothing. He did shit. Like I just don't. Th- I, I I don't like like any quarterback against Tampa Bay at this moment. Uh, in time, uh, going into the next one, running backs. The the one interesting thing about running backs, I'll say, I'm surprised Dalvin Cook's the highest running back on the slate. Mm. I mean, 8300 for me. That's don't get me wrong. He's he's solid. He's had some good solid weeks, but it, it's not like the Rams matchup for him is a great matchup. Yeah, I mean, he's been one of the top running backs. I could maybe see playing Eckler above him, but. I- yeah, yeah. I, I and Eckler's on the COVID call right now, so we'll see what happens with him. Top two. Yeah, I, I definitely I, – I'm not saying that he shouldn't be up there, but 8300 was a bit pricey, especially when I look at him at 8300 Then you drop down to uh, Harris for Pittsburgh, Najee Harris at 7400 $900 difference for them, and I think Harris has a much better matchup. I mean, Kansas City's been tough of late. Harris has had kind of – He's really only had one great game in the last four games. So uh, I think he's been kind of a consistent running back, but he really hasn't had great production as of late. So. Yep. All right, well, who do you like? Who's your guy running back-wise this week? 
Yeah, I think of the kind of higher above kind of six thousand dollars guys I like is Patterson this week. Yeah, I was just gonna say him. Slow week yeah. last week against Detroit. Um I think they're just gonna try and kind of go back to what their winning formula was, just going through Patterson. Yeah. Um other than that, I think I'm trying to play more kind of low mid tier guys this week. Um one one I like is Montgomery against Seattle. I think that they're just going to try, especially with Fields getting just destroyed last week. I think they're going to try to establish the run again, um, especially against Seattle, who is 31st ranked run defense. Um, the other guy I like is Robinson going against the Jets. I think his own, the only thing I worry about is his ownership could get, get out of control with the Jets having the worst run defense. Okay. Um, but I think they're, um, he had 18 rushes last week. Uh, six targets last week, so I think they're kind of going back to try and run through the op- the offense through him against a great matchup against the Jets. So I think he's a good uh, play this week. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And and they did a good job last week. I mean, if you look at that just in general, last week he had a pretty decent week as well. Um, as far as the cheaper side uh, of players that I like uh, at running back, one of them I'm just going to mention him. I don't know that he's necessarily a, a great play by any means, but he's been. Pretty heavily involved of late, and that's uh, Rashard Penny um, playing against Chicago. Chicago was impressive on defense last week against the Vikings. Um, one guy that is back and playing, uh, he played last week as well, kind of slowly getting him back in rhythm after about three games where he was off. That's Michael Carter. So we go back about six or seven weeks, he was getting pretty consistent. 14.8 points, 17.4, 32 with a big pop, 18 He's got a 10-pointer in there, basically. So he, he was getting uh, some consistent looks. Last week got eight carries. I think in a ja- against Jacksonville, um, I think he's, again, going to kind of creep up that maybe 12 to 15 touches, um, and, and he's done pretty well with those so far this season. So at a cheaper price, not a bad play. Another guy that's at a cheaper price uh, to mention, pay attention to see if um, uh, DeAndre Swift ends up playing. Um, right now, he's still considered questionable with a shoulder. Um, if he does not play, um, they're playing against Atlanta, and I think uh, Jamal Williams is not a bad play at 5,000. Um, I know he didn't do much with his carries last week, uh, but overall, 5,000 is not a bad price for a running back in general. So he's somebody else on the cheaper side that I wanted to mention. One guy on the higher side, um, obviously, you already mentioned Patterson, uh, but one guy I wanted to uh, just mention real quick, again, I think a pretty good matchup. If you take a look at what's gone on with the rushing uh, defense for Pittsburgh, uh, that's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, so 5800 is not a bad price. Um, again, he's he's been the guy for the most part. Uh, last week, nine carries only for 32 yards, 10, 14. So he's kind of he they lean on more his side than they do on uh, I guess it's Williams um, since he's been back. Um, not to say that Williams isn't involved, but you know Williams five carries, two carries, five carries, so it kind of gives you an idea. Uh, but I think in a game that uh, could be pretty high scoring, um, Kansas City likes to throw him up there. Uh, but anyway, I think Clyde Edgelair. I think they get a lead. And I think he's going to be leaned on a little bit more in that game than maybe in games past. Um, so somebody else I like this week as a potential option on the wide receiver side. I, we got a ton of high priced wide receivers that I think both you and I like. Uh, anybody you want to shoot out before we get too far into it? Yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about the high price guys that we like. I think some of the other guys I like are, um, I like Antonio Brown coming back at 4,900. Mm-hmm. Godwin's out for the year. 
Evans was roughed up last week, and you know Brown has had that upside when he's played. He's had of the um, five games he's played, he's had three weeks of over twenty-four points. And at forty-nine hundred, he has that over thirty-point upside. Uh, so, yeah, but he's going to get so much action too. By the yeah, way, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm at forty-nine hundred. It's hard not to put him on your team. It's still a tough matchup against Carolina. Yeah, good defensive backs, but yeah. I think. Um, he's just be, he's just it's not the best matchup defense wise, but yeah. price wise and how um, Tampa Bay's looking, uh, he's just gonna be a good play. The other one I like is who's um, three hundred cheaper at forty six hundred is Reynolds for Detroit. Okay, I think St. Brown is at thousand dollars more expensive, but Reynolds still has that. Um, at 4,600, he still has that upside to get to close to 20 points. Yeah. Um, he's had, he's averaged six targets the last three weeks. Okay. And then they're against Atlanta, who's the 29th team against wide receivers. I think it could, um, with both defenses not being great, um, Detroit played better last week, but in Atlanta, Detroit will be on the road. I think Atlanta could, um, I think, especially with, it's kind of that in-game stack where I have Patterson. Yeah, I think they'll kind of control the game, get up, and then I think that plays well into Jefferson's hand. Yes, or into Reynolds' hand. So I think I like that kind of game theory and stack of Reynolds having a big game because Patterson has a big game. Yeah, that's that. I don't. I think that's a good, good combo there. I'm going to mention one guy real quick because I don't want to forget to mention this. Um, and again, if Bobby was on here, he'd say something like. Well, you know, the New York Jets are pretty good against wide receivers. They'll allow many touchdowns, whatever bullshit. You know, I like to talk about that. Um, I just want to talk about a guy that is trending the right direction, still really inexpensive. Any idea where I'm going with this? No. Old Viking Laquan Treadwell. Listen to this, John. Okay, if we're talking about pure value, he's 3,500. John's over here shaking his head. 3,500. How many points do you need a guy that's 3,500? How many do you want to get? 10? You happy with 10 if he's 3,500? I mean, I would like to have someone who at least has the upside to get to 20. Okay, but okay, so if he gets you 10, are you happy? I mean, you're not pissed, right? I mean, you're, you're like, okay, I got my value out of him. So let me tell you his weeks. He has not scored a touchdown yet, okay? The last four weeks, 9.3 points, 10.2 points, 10.8, 11.7. He's had four catches, four catches, four catches, six. He's he's had over 50 yards in each of those games. All he needs to do is fall in the end zone, and you are right there. Real close to your 20-point week. Okay, And worst-case scenario, if he ends with six catches and 50-something on yards, you can't tell me you're not at least happy with that at around 12 points. I mean, I'm not still I'm not, that. I'm not thrilled. <laughs> yeah. So at 3,500, three like super expensive guys who all go 40 plus points. Then I guess I'm okay. With Absolutely, that. that's my point. And that's I think this is one of those weeks where you need to find cheap players. Tread what 3,500 is cheap, and I think that's not a bad play. Now that's on the cheap side. I, like I said, I wanted to at least get that out there before we got too far into some of these other ones. Um, there is a lot of players that, that I like on the, on the higher side. We've already talked a little bit about a couple of them. Uh, one guy I am going to uh, give some insight on 
is, hold on, where is he at? God, he's not as expensive as I thought. Who? Oh, I just missed him. Okay, never mind. He is. Uh, Deontay Johnson. So, Johnson, we, we talked a little bit about him last week, and uh, I think you made a comment like, oh, he has another X number of points. He's played really he well. He sure did. He had five catches on five targets. And leading up to that point, he had only two other games all season where he had under 10 targets. Now, in this game, they won that game 19-13. to 13. Really just kind of a boring game. Wasn't a whole lot of scoring. Mostly kicked field goals and stuff like that throughout that game. Um, I think in this game against Kansas City, it goes a little bit differently. Um, Kansas City is not the best against the pass. They've allowed 250 yards per game, which is 28th amongst NFL teams. Um, they do decent on DraftKings. They're ranked 10th against wide receivers, which is why I think after last week and the fact that they're ranked 10th against wide receivers, I think they'll have lower ownership. So the lower ownership plus playing from behind, I think those two things bode well for a potential option for him to be kind of a – he's definitely got potential score of 20, 30 points. Um, will he get you your value guaranteed? No, but I think it's one of those risks you take if you're trying to build that, that millionaire team. So he's a guy on a higher price side that I think will have lower ownership. Uh, could be a decent value for you. Moving into tight ends, John, who do you got? Uh, since I'm going expensive at other positions um, this week with good matchup, I like Cook at 3,500. Um, if we look at Cook with Parnum being out, um, he has that upside where he's had the weeks where he's gotten over 15 points. Um, he hasn't had as much production lately. Parnum's taken some of that away, so I think um, could be a good week for Cook going against Houston, who has yeah. the um, 23rd-ranked defense, and Houston, who just doesn't have a great defense. Um, so especially if Eckler is on covid He's sounds like he's vaccinated, so he could easily come back. But if Eckler can't play, then I think that boosts up the um, wide receivers and tight ends for the Chargers. Well, and honestly, I think it really boosts up Herbert because he's going to, you know, they'll have more designed runs almost for him in a game like that. Yeah, where they normally wouldn't. They still have a couple of decent, like it's got to be a committee behind Eckler. Yeah, but they well, have, and Jackson's back. Justin Jack is it Justin ja- Jackson? Yeah, we have Josh McKelly and Justin Jackson. Yeah, and those guys are both, you know, kind of not seasoned vets necessarily because they're younger guys. Well, but. you kind of look like back to the Vikings three years ago when Cook went out, and you had, um, you had both um, Murray and yeah, yeah, what's what his it? nuts? Uh. Boom! No, no, no. He's in Kansas City. He was in San Francisco. McKinnon. Oh, Jarek. Yeah. Where you yeah. kind of had those two, like you have two distinct running backs yes. who kind of one of them doesn't fill in for Eckler, but they kind of both can combine uh, to combine, be a similar player. Combine yeah. to be like they'll combine give you similar production, not the same, but yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a good way of putting it as well. I've already mentioned on the tight end side an expensive guy in Mark Andrews. I do think he's a good play this week. It's hard not to take a look at him and and play him. Um, as far as let's see who else I like. I, I you know a guy I liked last week um, a little bit was uh, Gerald Everett with both the wide receivers, and I say both the wide receivers because Seattle really only has two wide receivers. 
both of them considered questionable or injured and, and are dealing with COVID. Um, I think you can see a decent week out of him. He's 3,700. Playing against Chicago, they're good against tight ends, you know, fifth against tight ends, so it's not like it's an automatic type deal. Um, but I think he's involved enough in the offense that at 3,700, you, you could definitely get the value you need out of him at tight end. Um, I do like it. you mentioned uh, Cook as well. Um, and those are really the only guys that I, I'd consider. If I am going with um, a stack, I've talked about it all the time, I like to involve a tight end or a double stack. Uh, this could be a CJ Uzuma uh, week, uh, but who really knows? That's a total guess. Last time they played Baltimore, he had three catches, 91 yards, and two touchdowns. Are you so. going to do the double stack with Deontay, Big Ben, and Fireworks? Yeah, there you go. I like that one. <laughs> Never. Will not happen. Um, yeah, throw it all in and burn it. It's going to have low ownership. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. Uh, but, yeah, I think for, for the most part, there's not a lot of obvious, like, this is a guy I go with. One guy that's in a good matchup is maybe Noah Fant. Um, but he's been really splitting a lot with that other guy. I can't say his last name. Uka Wajumabum. Yeah, I mean, the only other guy I would say is O'Shaughnessy. You liked him last week, too. How did he do last week for you? He got 10 points last week. Okay. At 3,200. I think you're just hoping to continue to see an, an uptick yeah. in production. Yeah. So there's, there's definitely some value out there, I guess, at tight ends. I mean, if you're, if you're looking at, you know, 10 points from what's his nuts. As value, you got to consider I, 10 I almost point. rather go O'Shaughnessy than. Uh, you Mega, have more confidence in O'Shaughnessy than. Mega Quan. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. you like, yeah, okay. I don't. I have more confidence in Quan. But. Uh, that's just me. Uh, and we always, we've been mentioning defenses here lately um, at the end of our podcast. So is there anybody you want to talk about on the defensive side? I always like going cheap. So I like Atlanta this week. Yeah. 2,600 against Detroit. You know, what's funny is I like Detroit. 2,600 against Atlanta. Um, and, and I'll tell you here, I'm going to make an argument for me. Um, Detroit's defense has actually played decent. 12 points against one of the best offenses. They sucked against Denver. Um, they got uh, they allowed 27 points against Minnesota's defense. Obviously, beat them in the last second there. They've not been terrible. Atlanta in week 14 got 13 points against Carolina. There you go. That's a good week. Uh, but all, both those defenses actually. I really think suck. part of it's going to be looking at who's missing games from COVID. A hundred percent. Kelsey's on the COVID list. Yeah. Tyreek Hill's on the COVID list. Yeah. Eckler's on the COVID list. So the next You're thing you know, see more. Yeah, and it's going to be another really tough week. Yeah, I think if you pay close enough attention to those things, you'll find that you're going to get a decent team that you can kind of pick out of that. Yeah, like games, I expect games to be delayed. I expect um, players to miss games. So it's just going to be one of those weeks where if you're still in the playoffs, or like it's going to be one of those weeks where you could do a late switch to lit. It's kind of one of those games like last week. You have a quarterback in a late game. You switch out Lamar to Huntley, yeah, and then you have other money available to switch them. Anders, yeah, like it's not going to be a bad week to have uh, players in the late games that you can switch out. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a good point too, uh, and that's something that's a part of the strategy of building your team. As long as you're going to be able to pay attention to it throughout the day, that's not a bad bad way to do it. So, and of course, this is going to be what the day after Christmas. Day after Christmas. Yeah. So you have all the time in the world just hanging out with family. And saying that, we have a Christmas Day game, too. We do. And for those that uh, that listen to us, you guys will hopefully listen in. 
Uh, but the Christmas Day game uh, for Football on the Rocks will be there. So join in if you can, and obviously we'd want you to join in this one as well. Uh, but uh, overall, any final words for this one? No Bobby, so another good week. Yeah, another good week. Everybody is going to probably do great. Bobby is probably going to go back to the cellar where he belongs. Hopefully. Um, as far as DraftKings goes. And we'll take it from there. But enjoyed it as always, John. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed a listen. Hopefully give you a little bit of advice, maybe help make your team a little bit better this week. Uh, and of course, we hope one of you that listens takes home that millionaire one time. So that's all for us. Have a good night. Bye.